Welcome, everybody, to That's Not in the Bible, Is It? This program is a short discussion of scriptures in the Bible, fun and serious, possibly unknown to most of us. Get your Bibles ready, pencil and paper, and let's get prepared for today's program. Hi, and welcome to That's Not in the Bible, Is It? We, uh come together for a short period of time to talk about some good things from God. And there's a, uh, a lot that the Bible has to say, and that's what this program is really all about. Um, I have with me today Glenn E. Baker, which will be reading Scripture, and Doreen Beverly, which will be reading Scripture. And today we got a comment that was made that God has more than one son. Okay, more that. than one son. More than one son. Um, okay. You know, we read the scriptures and it says that uh, that uh, Jesus is the only begotten son of the Father, mm-hmm. full of grace and truth. Yeah. So I wonder where all this is coming from. Exactly. It's a you know. very interesting statement. All right, so with that, we get in our scriptures and uh, hopefully you have your Bible handy. And we're going to go to Luke chapter 3 verse 38 and that's Luke chapter 3 verse 38 okay and so let's read that which was the son of Enos which was the son of Seth which was the son of Adam which was the son of God okay so it's going through the lineage here in uh, Luke and uh, all the way up back to, I should say, uh, all the way back to Adam. And it says here, Adam was what? The son of God. The son of God. Mm -hmm. Did God create him or not? He was his. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? It is. So you see, God created Adam, and Adam was his son. Mm -hmm. Jesus was the only begotten of the Father. Now, what's the difference between the two? The word begotten. The word begotten. Okay, and begotten means that you actually have produced this child by birth. Okay, and so when we look at that, Jesus come forth of a woman. Did Adam come forth of a woman? He did not. He did not. Mm -hmm. See, he was created Mm -hmm. from the dust of the earth. The scripture makes that plain. But both are his what? Sons. Mm -hmm. All right. So I guess we can say that statement's pretty true. What do you think? Yeah, most definitely. Most curiously, yes. I find it to be just such a curious statement, but Scripture bears it out. Yeah. So it's important to understand that, you know, we get in uh, certain perceptions, but we don't realize that whether we're created, whether we're uh, begotten, whether we're adopted, okay, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the scripture talks about that, you know, at being adopted, and we cry, what? Abba, Father. Mm-hmm. So if we're grafted in to the vine, see, mm-hmm. then we're a part of the vine, aren't we? And mm-hmm. that would be what we would call an adopted person, you know. If anybody has any adopted children, you'd understand that. Does it make them not your son or your daughter because you adopted them? Not at all. No. Nope. They're yours. Mm-hmm. Belong to you. Mm-hmm. Legally. Mm-hmm. Binding in the court of law. Yep. So we see here that uh, according to Luke 3 and 38, and there's many other scriptures that talk about that, and uh, that um, 
you know, Adam was the son of God as well as Jesus, okay? And that's one thing that uh, we take to heart all the time. So let's go over to Romans 8 and 14, just to back up some of that. So if you're in your Bibles, get it to Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 14. And you want to read that? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of whoa, God. Whoa, 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 here, look at this. So, God's not only got more than one, he's got many sons, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. Because the scriptures here saying in Romans, this is Paul talking to the Roman church, uh, the church that was in Romans, I should say, as many as are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. He also talks about what? As many as are led by the Spirit of God, what? He gave them power to become mm -hmm. the sons of God. Yeah. See, so that means this, they weren't, but they're being what? Adopted or grafted in, aren't mm -hmm. they? So if we will be led by the Spirit of God, we also can be a part or be one of the sons of God. And so that statement as far as God has more than one son is accurate, isn't it? Yeah. So far, we've in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. Mm -hmm. So we see this, don't we? All right? And so let's go back to the natural part of it again and Genesis 6 1 through 3 so we're going to go to the book of Genesis go to chapter 6 and read verses 1 through 3 and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took, took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. Okay. And so, over here in Genesis, what's he talking about? He's talking about the sons of God. Now, when a lot of... Uh, organizations or religions out here, religious orders and stuff, they see these people as somebody different, okay? And so when they talk about the sons of God, they're talking about, that isn't us. Yeah. He's not talking about us. This was some special group of people or something. And it isn't. He's talking about us. Mm -hmm. And so when you see here, that men began to multiply on the face of the earth, that the sons of God, didn't he create them? Yeah. They're his sons. Yeah. All right? <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you look at the Godhead, you look at there's God, and then under him is Jesus, and then man and the woman, and that's the Godhead, period. So all the men belong to God, don't they? They're created in what? His image. Tells us over in Genesis, doesn't it? Yes. When he created man, he said, let us create them in our image, in our likeness. Isn't that what he said? He did. So man is created in the image of God. Therefore, if, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I got five of them created in my image, so I know. All right? And definitely uh, sometimes don't appreciate they were created in my image when they start uh, <laughs> getting on me about things and sound just like myself. But that's the truth, isn't it? And so here God was trying to do what? He was trying to warn man 
because women look good to men. Why? Because women were created in the image of man. Mm -hmm. So we think we look pretty good. We go in the mirror and we shave or trim our beards and brush our teeth mm -hmm. and we think we look wonderful. Well, women <clears throat> tend to be able to look better than us and so we like that even more. And so what he was saying was is they were going out <clears throat> at that time and they were getting more than one wife. It's like going to the, a woman going to the chocolate store and buying more than one kind of candy because they all look so good. That's the way it is for man. All right, and that's what they were doing. And what he was telling them is, you need to get your hearts off of chasing after all and trying to gather all these women for yourself and get involved in me because I'm not going to put up with flesh forever. That's all he's saying. And if you don't believe what I'm saying and just said is true, look at your television set. Look at your billboards. Look all around you. Yeah. You get a woman around and you got 20 guys flocking around them. Why? For this very reason here that God was trying to warn his men. All right? And so the sons of God, if you read it over in Job, appeared before the Lord. They were to appear three times a year. They weren't these special people that somebody goes, oh my gosh, those people, they can't, they can't you know, they're, they're, they got to go. No, all the males went before God at the appointed time where he told them to go. Mm -hmm. Period. And so they were his sons. So this is what they're saying here. Oh, we got off a little bit on this. But can you see, that's the thing that we got to understand is that we belong to God. We're his. Now, we know the enemy crept in, right? Yes, he did. And he planted some seed yep. into the hearts of God's creation. And it started with Adam and Eve, didn't it? Mm -hmm. And filtered all the way down to us. So the scripture says, by one man or son, Adam, sin come into the world. Mm -hmm. And we all bear that image of that sin, don't we? Yeah. By one man, Jesus, the only begotten of the Father, sin can be taken away and we become, can become the sons of God if what? We'll be led by that Spirit. That's right. And that Spirit is the Holy Ghost to whom if we do not receive, right? The Scripture makes it plain over in Acts 2 and 38 when they questioned Peter and they said, what must we do? And he said what? Repent. Mm -hmm. Always. What are we repenting from? From that old man Adam. Mm -hmm. Turning away. Yeah. And be baptized or be buried with Jesus. What did Jesus do? Jesus took that image of Adam and he buried it, hung it on a cross, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Put it to death. That's what buried is. Yeah. You don't bury some unless it's dead. Mm -hmm. Why would you? Yeah. Okay? And so bury it. And then what would happen? Resurrect in the newness of life. So he says, if you'll repent and be baptized in my name, I'll give you the gift of the Holy Ghost. Not to one person, not to certain individuals, to anyone who follows that process. That's right. It starts with repentance, and then what? Burying that old nature, putting it to death. Jesus said, pick up your cross and follow me. Why? So you can become a spiritual son of God. 
Because remember, there was no death until Adam and Eve took what? Took on that admixture. <clears throat> and then we were cursed. Mm -hmm. And everyone that's been born from Adam and Eve since are cursed. We're yeah. cursed with a curse. Yeah. Every one of you listening to this today is going to the graveyard. You're not going to fly away. You're not going to do all that. You're going to be buried. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, hopefully, or how, whatever process you use. But the thing is, you're going to die, aren't you? Mm -hmm. You're going to die. And so we have a choice. We can die now, so we don't die permanently in the end. Or we can continue to be in sin and then go to the judgment, if we even qualify for that, and end up fearing for the second death. Mm -hmm. The first death has to happen. He made it plain in the garden, didn't he? If you eat of that tree, in the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. Yeah. And every man since that time has died, including who? Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. Because it was cursed. This earth that we live on, because of us, is cursed. It's dying. Mm -hmm. Going through the same thing we go through. So as a son of God, if you're rebellious, what's going to happen? You're going to be corrected. Mm -hmm. All right? And that's what God does to those he loves. He says, I correct them what? Once, twice? No, many times. Mm -hmm. That's what you do to your children, don't you? Yeah. Because we're created in his image, therefore we treat our kids like he treats his kids. Mm -hmm. Only he treats us better and with better purpose because we're mingled seed. We got to get out from being mingled because God can't stand anything mingled. And so his children cannot be mingled. His sons cannot be mingled. His daughters cannot be mingled. Do you understand this? Mm -hmm. Spot or blemish, and he says, I won't accept it. Yeah. So then, Glenn, explain to some that may not know when you say that a son can't be mingled, what does that mean? Mingling, all right? So if I take me a, a lot of people like coffee, so we like that, right? Really good. And uh, so people will get their coffee, and they'll take, and if I come by now and take my Mountain Dew and pour in your coffee, what happened to that coffee? It was pure coffee before. It was acceptable, tasted good. But then what happened? Somebody poured Mountain Dew in it. That's admixture. That's mingling. Mm -hmm. Guess what happens now? It don't taste like coffee anymore. It tastes like something weird. Yep. God's the same way. He don't eat of things mingled. Do you know that the things of God that were holy could not touch anything that was unclean? If it did, it was unholy. That's right. It was unclean. So if we're mingled with the world, then we're not holy anymore, are we? Mm -hmm. If we're taking on the... Uh, holidays of the world or what I call holy days because that's really what it is but the enemy come in and perverted it so people don't see it that way yeah. and don't realize that they're worshiping uh, instead of a holiday a holy day and you know it's holy because if you don't observe it they all look at you kind of weird yeah why ain't you worshiping our holy day your holy day what about God's holy days no no why ain't you worshiping those mm-hmm see and so they mingled it, didn't they? Mm -hmm. 
And that's a good example when we get into these holidays. So what happened? Here's something that God's saying we don't do. All right, so we don't mingle with, uh, let's say Easter, for instance. That's a big one for people. And so what happens at Easter? Well, Easter was a word that was used once, maybe twice in the Bible that was talking about the worldly stuff. But the thing is this, so that world believed that, you know, it was springtime. And so they bring eggs in, which what has to do with reprocreation, right? Bringing forth new fruit. And so they made themselves a little bunny that goes around and visits kids and does this. All right. And but God's side of things with that was what? The resurrection of Jesus Christ, the life. Mm -hmm. So then the world come by and the Christian world and the regular world and mingled it together. And so now when we talk about Easter, we talk about the death and burial of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Easter Bunny. And we worship both together. You go to churches and they'll talk about how Jesus died and resurrected. And then with the next breath afterwards, time for the Easter egg hunt. Let's go out and do it. Why would you mingle that seed? Why would you take that which is holy and mingle it with that which is unholy? We don't worship bunnies, eggs, or have anything to do with that. Well, they say, where well, I'm not worshiping. Yes, you are, because anything that you hold above God, you're worshiping. And as a son or a daughter of God, you can't do that. Yeah. So that's why he said, they that are led by my spirit, which is going to do what? Say, go out and get you some Easter bunnies and let's go do what the world does. No, it says separate yourself. Come out of her, my people. That's what the Holy Ghost is saying. Yeah. So he's telling you to separate from these things. And yes, we use this example. And everybody's going, oh, you hate Easter. and you. No, you do whatever you want. The thing is, is to understand what mingling's about. Yeah. And as long as you're mingled with the world, you cannot be a son of God. So God has more than one son, but that doesn't mean he has you. Amen. Yeah. And that's important. So it is serious. We need to look at our lives. We need to look at what we're doing. Are we a separated people, a peculiar people, a called out people? Or are we one with the world, the wide road that's heavily traveled? Yeah. Or are we seeking out the narrow way, which few be that find it? Yeah. And that's what it's about. Yeah. It's important to note that, too, because, um, uh, you know, people may attend church all their life and think that they're a son or daughter of God. And that's not the case. Are they being led by the spirit of truth? That's the key point. That's what people need to understand. They need to be led by that spirit. And that's how you become a son or daughter of God. That's why the scripture, Lenny, is such an important part of what we're talking about today, because it says, for as many as are led by the spirit. Mm -hmm. You didn't say that. Glenn didn't say that. Ernie didn't say that. God said that. Yeah. That in order to be called That's right. a son of God, you have to be led by the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. Amen. And the, the holiness and the, the pureness of that. And then in order to even further understand that, the other scripture that is on there that um, God was talking about, and the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. 
So he's saying what? He doesn't want to deal with flesh. He even says, yet his day shall, shall, shall be 120 years. Why? Because it's flesh and it has to die. Yeah. Only those things that are led by the Spirit and that spiritual part of man is what God is wanting to talk to. Yeah. And scriptures that are written here let you understand that we are not saying that. Uh, find any reason, any biblical reason how you can disquiet that because God was very clear. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Well, we know for sure that God does have more than one son. Our prayer and hope is, is that one is you. Yes. Okay. And this is very serious uh, because if you're not a son of God, you're, you have no hope for eternity. And um, it's a, not an easy road to travel. Jesus made that plain. And uh, so we need to look at those things in our lives and examine ourselves, see if we're in the faith. And if truly these things in the world that we get excited about are greater than God. All right. And so when you look at that to judge it, you look at it and say, now, if it was going to the movies or going shopping or fishing or whatever you love to do, if that choice was before you or the choice to get alone before God, which one would you take? Yeah. See? And so that's what you're looking at. The world has numerous things that it's trying to use to draw you away from the truth. Okay? And that's why we want to always, what, seek first the kingdom of God in His right way. Yeah. And that way He can lead and guide us by His Spirit. And we can have a chance for eternal life. And that's yeah. most important, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. And so um, our prayer and hope is that you understand this in, in all aspects of it, that it's not about picking on holidays or holy days, uh, but understanding them and being willing to understand those things. See how we line up with that according to the Scripture and what God wants us to do. Doreen, did you have something? I would, you had just said that we should judge ourselves um, so that we wouldn't be judged later, and that is such an important piece of Scripture. I thought it'd be important that we know where that is and know that it isn't just us saying that. In 1 Corinthians 11.31, it says, For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. And verse 32 says, But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord. So it's important to know that God says you can judge what you're doing against His work today. You can do that, and then He isn't going to have to judge you on it because you've corrected it. Because you've corrected it, yeah. Yep. Yep. Sound good? Yep. Yeah, it's real good, and that's true. If we would only do that, God could work with us. Most people are waiting for the Lord to come. They'll say, oh, I hope the Lord comes today. I hope the Lord, but if the Lord did come today, the majority wouldn't even have a chance because they don't know this stuff. They're not judging themselves. They're not examining themselves. They're not looking into the scriptures and, and pouring out their heart before God and saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do I need to do? Is what I'm doing today what I should be doing in you for eternal life? If God is touching your heart and you need to contact us or you're looking for more information, please contact us at Jerusalem.org. That's G-E-R-U-S-A-L-E-M.org. Or write us at Box 271 
Willard, Ohio, 44890. Join us again next time for another edition of That's Not in the Bible, Is It?